Hello, and welcome back to the new season of Deja Vu, the show where we talk about films and their lasting impacts. I'm your host, Therese Knirds, back with another season chock full of my unsolicited movie opinions. Just like how 2022 was for horror, 2023 is the year of animated films. I mean it wholeheartedly when I say there was not a single miss so far for animation. With Across the Spider-Verse, Elemental, Strange World, and more, some of which we'll cover this season, 2023 has been blowing animation out of the water. To kick off our season, I want to talk about the animated film that is probably my favorite to come out of 2022, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. Here to talk about it with me is my best friend, Jackson Grunke. Welcome back on the show, Jackson. Thank you, Therese. I'm very excited to be back. I uh, love talking about horror, and I'm real excited to talk about animation. I'm a big animation guy. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, um, just a warning. Um, I was really inconsistent with the spoiler warnings last season. But spoiler warning, if you couldn't guess, we will be talking about the movie and its ending and everything about that. Okay, before we get into it, what was your favorite animated film of 2023? Um, I, I don't know if it would be my favorite, but um, I saw the Mario movie when it came out this yeah. spring. It, it was, I, w- I was not uh, expecting like a good movie, but, but I had a great time. It was great casting. I, was, I, I thought the casting would not be good, and they really yeah. shocked me. Yeah, I thought the casting was so random when it came out. I knew Jack Black was going to be good. Cause it's oh, he Jack, ate. It's, <laughs> it's Jack Black. Of course he's going to eat. Like, his suit at the premiere. I know everyone was tentative about, is that the right word to use for that? Tentative about Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. I thought he was great. I, I thought beforehand that he was going to be great. I, I didn't expect him to be great. I thought it would, it would, be, it would sound like Seth Rogen. It kind of did, but, like, in the best way possible. kind of fit. I just love that man. Um, Let's talk about Puss in Boots, then. So um, (laughs) I love how passionate you are about Puss in Boots. I I think you told me that you saw it in theaters, like, three times. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I saw it with my mom last winter break, which was was surprising because my mom does not like animation. She's one of those people that's, like, it's for kids. Yeah. It's, It's... L opinion. L opinion. But she really enjoyed it. She and she told me like, "Hey, this is a good movie that we should go see." And and it it really changed my life. <laughs> changed your life. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it is kind of life changing. Like I was watching it and I was I was grinning the entire time. It is beautifully done. Beautifully done. The animation style was something like we haven't really seen from DreamWorks before, with the shifting styles from like the dialogue and the more serious scenes to like the action sequences, I thought that was just like completely fantastic. What do you think about the animation style and like how it adds to the storytelling? Yeah, um, it, it is really cool because this isn't DreamWorks' first 2D animation style picture. They uh, came up with Bad Guys um, a few years ago. That was, re- that was really nice. But this was really cool because of what you said with the switching from dialogue to action. The action sequences um, were so stylized. Right. The, like the dropping in frame rates to make it more choppy, and it, it really gave it a lot of energy. Yeah. Um, the switch between styles is really cool. It, it, it really invigorates the story. Right. Um, it picks up. Yeah, I, I really do think that the animation was, like, something I had never seen. Uh, I don't want to talk too much about Into the Spider-Verse because we may or may not be having an Into the Spider-Verse episode. Ooh. But, um, ooh. 
But um, like Into the Spider Verse, I think was one of the first animated movies I ever saw with like such a specific style like that. And then seeing this movie, it was kind of like the same shock in a different way of like, wow, like this is so new. Yeah, I really I noticed it almost immediately while I was watching it in theaters. It was it was crazy. It was a crazy moment for me. The o- yeah, the open sequence is the the giant of Del Mar. Yeah. That's maybe my favorite scene in the whole movie. Really? It's it is beautiful. The the second time I saw it when I, when I, when when we saw it. Um. <laughs> yeah, that's actually we left that out. I saw it the first time with him and it was the second time you saw it? The second time I saw it. Yeah. And and I'm wa- and I was watching the opening scene with the battle against uh, Puss in Boots versus the Giant, and, right. and and I I honestly started tearing up and crying. <laughs> it was it was beautifully animated because yeah. and and so in, in, um, you mentioned in the Spider Verse, one yeah. of my favorite movies. Yeah, I ever. know. Um, and yeah, when that came out, that really was like a shock seeing that kind of animation being done. And again, Puss in Boots, like it had a lot of those same elements, but it did something different with it. It, it wasn't just a in, into the Spider Verse kind of ripoff. Yeah, it was it was very its own animal. Not for a puss in boots. Pun intended. <laughs> pun not intended. <laughs> All my puns are good when intended. That one was like mid at best. For a sequel movie, it can be kind of hard, especially a sequel that the the first one came out what 10 years ago maybe. Yeah, but it like we discussed this like separately from this podcast, but I like this doesn't feel like a sequel. No. This could be Puss in Boots' first movie ever. Yeah, this could be a standalone film, and I honestly am going to think of it like that, because <laughs> the first movie, I don't even remember what the plot of that one was. Well, it has Humpty Dumpty in it. Yeah, I don't I don't know anything about that man. I don't know him. <laughs> well, I'll say it, it was a really well-done sequel, because they did use a lot of the characters from the first movie, like uh, Kitty, Kitty Softpaws. Right. You know, that's his love interest in the first movie, and that kind of carries over... And, and we start the, the sequel uh, in a kind of a nebulous place. We don't really know where Puss in Boots has been. We don't know what his relationships are like. I, I, th- I think another thing with, with specifically Kitty Softpaws, um, her dynamic with Puss in Boots is so good. They really seem like they have history. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which even without seeing the first movie, which they have history in the first movie. But, you know, you, you learn their whole story throughout the sequel. And, and I think some of that also... Um, is helped by uh, uh, Antonio Banderas and Salma Hayek. Yeah, they're so they're. Such I think a, they did so great. great, like, uh, like voice acting performances. Honestly, like I thought it was really, really great. We kind of like touched on this a little bit, but um, what was your favorite part of the film? Favorite scene? Favorite part? I think my favorite scene in the movie is spoiler warning. Uh-huh. Um, the scene where the wolf is revealed to be none other than death. Oh and my that god. Puss in Boots was literally running from death. The that, whole movie. Oh my god. That is, cr- like, that, when I saw that, that was crazy. Uh, well, you know, because you were sitting next to me. But when that reveal, I, like, figured it out, like, maybe, like, like, maybe, like, three, four minutes before it was revealed like I turned to him and I was like, "Oh my god. Oh my god. He's the wolf is dead. The wolf is dead." <laughs> and then it happened. I was like, "Oh my god. The wolf is that that was crazy." And like the fact that it was teased the whole time and just like when they're showing all the different ways that Puss has used his like other 
eight lives and like how he died in each life. The first one is literally like you like the sights are the frame yes. of the one. The the little details of of seeing the wolf because the wolf is also you see him in the, in the fight with the battle with the giant in the beginning. You see him in the crowd. <gasps> He's standing really? in the back. Yeah. Oh, oh my god, I just got the chills all over my body. Yeah. <laughs> and and I, I guess spoiler warning, but you know, he dies at the end of that fight. Yeah. Um so it's like that's so crazy that he's just there. Yeah. Oh my oh wow. Yeah. I didn't even know that. That's crazy. Yeah. I, I figured you would figure it out just from watching movies with you before. Yeah. Um but I was surprised at how long it actually took you. The wolf is scary, especially when he does the whistling. Okay, wait. The scariest wolf moment was when Puss and Boots and um, Kitty are, like, driving away on the cart. Like, they're making their exit. And he turns around, and the wolf is in the crowd. He puts, like, the coins on his eyes. Yeah. Oh, my God. I was shaking in my boots, just like Puss and Boots. <laughs> we were both shaking in our boots. <laughs> Yeah, that, that one was crazy. Anytime they put the red eyes on him. Yeah. But literally also, I don't know how I didn't, like, you're right. I don't know how I didn't figure out it was death because doesn't he wear a cloak? He literally? wears a cloak. Yeah. Like, he has <laughs> scythes. He has the scythe. Okay, but I think the thing with the scythe that doesn't make it obvious is the fact that it's like the, um, we're both making hand motions right now, but we're not saying anything. Like, the, the like, um. The two handheld shorter sides. The two handheld sides instead of like, if it was like one big one, it would have been too obvious. Definitely. And and these writers are too good for that. These animators are too good for that. And also, since we're talking about the writers, the writers are awesome. Stand with the writer's strike. Writer's strike is very cool and necessary. If you're not standing with the writers, what are you doing? True. That was my tangent. That was, like, one of the best twists I've ever seen in a movie. I maintain, I think, still, unless I'm forgetting about another movie, but I, I maintain that I think um, this movie is my favorite of the year. Like, not just favorite anime, like, favorite movie of the year so far. Unless I'm forgetting. Am I forgetting something else? Um. That's, like, really important to cinema that the film majors are going to get me for. I don't Bo care. Barbie. Puss and Bo oh. Oppenheimer. Listen, listen. I did not see Oppenheimer. <laughs> There's one thing I have to tell you. <laughs> I did not care for Oppenheimer. <laughs> this is the best movie of the year. Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, best movie of the year. I walked out of there feeling things I had never felt before. That twist was crazy. That twist was one of the best twists I've seen. It was, I mean, it was so good because you, I, I think the first time watching it, you really don't even think of it. Like, you're like, oh, he's a bounty hunter chasing yeah. Puss in Boots. And right. he is not really the main villain through the whole movie. Yeah. It's it's definitely more so uh, Jack Horner and Goldilocks the Three Bears. Right. And he just kind of shows up, uh, Death just kind of shows up every now and then. But for him to then be pretty much the final fight, you know, to be revealed as, as Death you know, the thing that Puss is really, that, his struggle, his yeah. whole journey is, is he's on his last life. And, and it really puts his, his journey in a new context, a new meaning, right. a literal meaning. Yeah. Oh, oh, my God. And then at the end where he's like, I will never stop fighting for this life. I was like, oh, my God. He's so true, Puss in Boots. 
And then that's when, like, I just love how the la- that fight ends because he's just like, all right, and, like, walks away, and he's like, I'll see you soon. I'll, oh, my God, yeah, I'll see you soon. Oh, my, oh, it's so good. It's so good because also, like, at the end, um, like, once he accepts it, that's, like, chill with him. That's, like, I'm not trying to kill you anymore. Like, that's... That's okay. Like, that's... I mean, he's lost his whole point. It, the, you know, he's not sending any message to Puss. Puss is fine with, you know, he's fine with dying. Yeah. Which, okay, theory that will never be proven. I feel like Death wasn't actually going to kill him. No? I feel like Death was just trying to scare the, the bejesus into him. <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't he know. He came close with those sides. I don't know. Yeah, he did come. Oh, since we're talking about favorite scenes... Oh, my favorites! I you already know what I'm gonna say. My favorite, one of my favorite scenes is the first confrontation in, uh, the bar, where um he sees the bounty hunter, or he sees death, but he is like the bounty hunter. <laughs> They're fighting, and he and he hits him with the the scythe, and then you get like the close up, and you just see the one like drip of blood. Oh my god. Which also I chilling. This <laughs> so so crazy. Like I got full chills in the theater. I genuinely was scared <laughs> during Puss and Boots the last <laughs> I turned to Jackson and I was like, um, I'm like scared right now. Is this PG thirteen? <laughs> it, it, it had a lot of mature themes. You know, showing blood and, and literally the movie being about like fighting accepting death, death, accepting death. It's yeah. it was a very mature topics. Honestly, like, that movie was more for, like, adults. Okay, because here's my thing, where we're, we're circling back to this a little bit about your mom, <laughs> but, like, people think that animation is for kids, and even when you have a movie that's, like, targeted at children, like, I guess, but, like, this movie is for children and adults. Like, this movie's for everyone. I think, like, kids definitely enjoyed it and, like, they are not going to think so much about, like, the whole running from death thing because they're kids and they're going to be like, wow, there's the bears and <laughs> there was a little orange cat guy. Um, John and then, Mulaney. John Mulaney. <laughs> I thought he was going to have, like, a cameo, like, like, um, like, like Spider-Ham, which, again, we're back to Into the Spider-Verse. John Mulaney's in two of the best movies of all time. <laughs> As, like, the most, like random parts (laughs) why who is his agent i feel like he is the same kind of thing as like pete davidson like (laughs) where like you'll see a movie and the movie is awesome and then randomly pete davidson is there like we talked about this last season um but bodies 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 randomly pete davidson random pete davidson uh the suicide squad movie (laughs) yep (laughs) pete davidson but it's like because him and um his name is escaping me right now. Him and James Gunn are like friends, I guess. He was also in Guardians Three. He played one of the, he played one of the animals. Oh yes, you did tell me that. Yes. See another great movie. I think this movie's for everyone. I think animation really gets slept on as just a wonderful, like f- film, like film genre that it's. Well, wait. I shouldn't say film genre, because that's what the whole point of this series is, is to show that animation is not a standalone genre. There are genres inside of animation, which is um, what I want to focus on this whole season. This movie really proves the validity of the art form 
to people that might be skeptical about it who might think that it's all for kids. And you can have a kids movie that's genuinely so good. I think there's also this like big stigma against children's media and how like children's media is a like a like a bad art form or it's not art. And I see this a lot around um, like the conversation with like another tangent conversation with like Bluey, like the TV show, like a bunch of people have been loving Bluey. I love Bluey. And other people who haven't seen it will be like, it's a children's show. But there is a validity to children's media. Children's media can be great. Children's media can have great messages. And just because it's targeted at kids doesn't mean that everyone can't enjoy it. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I, I really think like that like Bluey, absolutely a great example of there's so many strong messages that like, yeah, kids can understand and learn from it. But like, Parents are also going with these, are watching these shows and going to these movies with their kids. Right. And, you know, they want to have a good time as well. Yeah. Uh, Children's media does not have to be stupid. (laughs) But even when it's stupid, that doesn't mean it's not good or valid. Someone with a film degree made that movie. (laughs) Someone with a film degree made Angry Birds 2, okay? (laughs) That's a messed up, you can't make fun of them. You can't make fun of them. That's that could be me, guys. There are strong messages. I I think it it like yeah, Angry Birds too is is maybe less of. A, uh... I just said don't don't make fun of it. I actually haven't seen Angry Birds too. It was just an out of pocket rant. I have to stop talking about random things. It's because it's the first episode and we're getting off of summer and I'm going buck wild. You have a lot to talk about. I have a lot to talk about. I really think it's important for um, animation to gain legitimacy, like with people like my mom, who like she was so anti-animation. So far, she never saw Into the Spider Verse. Right. Yeah, and, and she still won't. Right. I don't think she has. She, or she'll say, "What was the one Spider-Man movie?" Oh no. <laughs> I go. There's a lot of Spider-Man movies. Yeah, I don't know. Puss in Boots and the Last Wish. Such a good film. Um. I laughed. I cried. Um, I definitely cried. I got scared. I got really scared. Why was it scary? Um, <laughs> it was, guys, don't make fun of me. It's a little scary. Like, if you're watching it in a dark theater, it's scary. It's a little scary. Like, I don't know. Um, it's intimidating. What do you rate it on Letterboxd? I would rate Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, a 4.5. Oh my god, that's what I rate it. It's a it is fantastic. Some things could be tweaked. Right. John Mulaney is very his character is very interesting. His character is random and random. we don't need him. That's why we didn't talk about it at all. <laughs> I wanted to say this and I forgot. Jack Horner should not have been the last fight. Death should have been the last fight. Like when he falls into the bag, that was a great way to end it. Why was there a Jack Horner ex machina? <laughs> I'm sick of it. It, it. The stakes were all, like, you know, Puss had already completed his arc. They're, right, they're... like, the point of the movie is over. Like, that is the like that is the dramatic question of, not to get technical, that is the dramatic question of the film. And uh, it's completed. And now you're going to ex machina... John Mulaney. Hey, it's John Mulaney. <laughs> I want to know if he recorded that before or after his divorce. 
world may, the world may never know. The world may never know because that adds context to the character. I feel <laughs> terrible character. I also would rate it a four out of five for similar reasons. I think yeah, the the half a point docked off is definitely because of um, yeah because of John Mulaney. Honestly, a whole point is docked off for John Mulaney, but half a point is added because Florence Pugh is there, which we didn't even talk about, Goldilocks and the Three Bears, but that plot was awesome, and we were focused more on death. Real. (laughs) 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 All right, and with that... That's all the time we have for today. Thank you, Jackson, for coming back onto the show. Thank you so much for having me. I had a great time. Yeah, I'm so glad you were here. Um, Tune in next time for a special double feature episode, and I bet you'll never guess what it is. Ooh. Ooh, what could it be? I don't know. What do you think it is? Don't answer. Oh. (laughs) Until then... Bye. Bye. Check out the Ithacan.org for more interesting and creative content. You can listen to the any of the Ithacan podcasts wherever you get your podcasts or check us out at the Ithacan.org.